is to come to this pulpit and take it very, very seriously. And I am grateful, amen, for pastors that care enough about the kingdom to reach outside the local church and give outside the local church and churches that care enough about worldwide revival and harvest to send missionaries where they can't go. And it's exciting to be a part of a missions church. Exciting to be part of a whole missions church. Amen. Amen. Uh, we just left the church that we started five years ago. In fact, this is just this month we resigned. And here we are on the deputation uh, road and raising money. We're excited about it and just what God's wanting to do. And as Sister Lewis has already said so well that we've just had a heavy burden for Germany for many years. And, and there's a hunger growing there. And, it's the, the cathedrals aren't good anymore. The stained glass and the beauty of the building is not good anymore. Right, right. People are hungry for something spiritual. Amen. And we've got what they're looking for. How do you believe that? Aren't you glad you know this message? Aren't you glad you've heard of Jesus' name baptism? Aren't you glad you've repented of your sin? You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you've heard this gospel. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Someone said no one has the right to hear the gospel twice till there remains no one who's not heard it at least once. We need to get this message out and we can't all go to the mission field, obviously, but we can send somebody. And, um, you know, we are headed to Germany, population 83 million people. And right now, at this point, we are the only appointed missionaries uh, to that nation. We have some Amers that are there, but we're the only appointed missionaries that are actually to Germany, solely to Germany, and we're just really excited about that. And, um, you know, there's 83 million people in, in Germany. There's 4.47 million in Kentucky. I was this morning with Brother Browning, and he said there's 104 churches in the Kentucky district. And, uh, well, that's amazing to have 4.4 million and have 104 churches and he's wanting to see it grow well germany has between eight and ten churches with 83 million people so there's a church for every eight million people so we need more churches in germany we need more mission we've got 83 million reasons to go to germany amen and there's amen amen and uh, we've got 83 million reasons uh, why we need your help so we we need your help to go and we're just grateful for what god's going to do we'd like for everyone who can would like to follow us uh, via facebook we have a facebook page it's impact germany impact germany go ahead i see some of you reaching go ahead just do it right now and get it done hallelujah and uh, we'd love to have you follow us we're going to be keeping everybody up to date on what's going on I do believe with all my heart that Germany deserves to hear this precious one God apostolic message. Amen. They deserve to be in services like we're in today. Amen. And to feel the presence of God that we're feeling right now. <clears throat> Amen. And uh, I truly am thrilled to be here. And I told Pastor, I said, you know, listen, we're, we are outgoing missionaries, so I don't have slides to show you. I don't have videos to show you. I just have a burden, a passion, and a heart for uh, Germany and uh, we're just thrilled about going there excited about what God's going to do and but I want to tell you something you know the, the truth is the sun will never set on your ministry when you support missions 
Amen. You may be sleeping over here, but around the world somewhere, somebody's teaching a Bible study. Somebody's baptizing somebody in Jesus' name. When you support missions, you reach beyond yourself. And, uh, and I just uh, encourage you and appreciate so much your support as we head over to the nation of Germany. And uh, obviously, we're, we're ready to be there and get there and just get to work. And, and uh, just so you can pray as well, my son-in-law and my daughter are also uh, wanting to go. They've applied for AIM and are hoping to be able to go help us. So there's, there's people that have a burden for it, and we covet your prayers. Prayer changes things. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, if you would, grab your Bible. Turn with me to the book of Psalms 145. <laughs> And verse 3, if you would stand in honor of the reading of the word. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Pastor Dummett, for getting everything scheduled for me here in the Kentucky District. Appreciate your burden and passion. Amen. How many of you needed to hear a word from the Lord today? Amen. How many of you came expecting God to do something today? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now listen, I, I've got some good news. And uh, how many of you can handle some good news? Amen. Are you ready? Here we go. Here it is. I am short-winded. <laughs> I don't feel any faith in the house. For that reason. <laughs> well, you better get with me fast because I'm almost done. <laughs> Psalms 143, excuse me, 145 and 3. In closing. <laughs> great is the Lord and greatly to be praised but well, we can stop right there for a while Amen. Amen. great is the Lord how many of you believe that Amen. and it says great is the Lord and he is greatly to be praised so truly if you believe he's great we should give him great praise yes. Amen. but it goes on and says and his greatness is un. Searchable. One translation said, Great is the Lord, He is most worthy of praise, and no one can measure His greatness. Amen. That's what kind of God we serve. You can't measure His greatness. Right. Right. Amen. Right. Now we're going to the book of Job 42, verse number 2. Job 42 and 2. And uh, <clears throat> if you're here today and you need a miracle somewhere in your life, whether it's physical, financial, mental, uh, familial, relational, I don't care. If you need a miracle somewhere in your life, lift your hand. I just want to see who here needs a miracle. Raise it, raise it up. Don't be embarrassed. It's all right. Almost everybody here needs a miracle. Well, I, you're who I'm preaching to. If you don't need a miracle, just pull your phone out and start Facebook. Uh, I'm, you, I ain't going to get nothing out of this. Hallelujah. But if you need a miracle, I'm preaching to you. And I, I do believe we serve a God that works miracles in 2018. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There's a conversation between the Lord and Job in Job 42 and 2. And it says, Job's response to the Lord is this. I know that thou canst do things for other people. Mm. Mm. Try it again. I know that thou canst do things at camp meeting and conference. Is that what it says? No. I know that thou canst do things for big name preachers. Well. Hmm. I know that thou canst do things for perfect people. <laughs> so what it says is, no. what does your Bible say that God can do? Everything. I'm sorry? Everything. What, what does your Bible say God can do? Everything. Does anybody here really believe that? No. Do you realize how big of an umbrella that is? 
to say that God can do what? Right. Everything. What now? Everything. So you're telling me if I've got financial problems, it's not a problem for the Lord. Right. You're telling me if I'm sick in body, it's not a problem for God. Right. Right. What if I've had it for 25 years? He can still do everything. Can't he? Right. What if the doctor said it's over? You can do it. You can do it. If this Bible is true, and it is, it says God can do everything. Everything. It goes on to say, and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Another translation said, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything and nothing and no one can upset your plans. Uh, Amen. Another translation said, I know you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. We're talking about our Lord right now. Right. Another one said, I know you can do anything and that no one can stop you. Folks, I'm telling you, God can do everything. I want you to turn around to four or five people and tell them, God can do everything. God can do everything. Now, if you believe it, clap your hands, lift your voice, and let's praise Him before we stand. Come on, if you believe God can give you a miracle today, you can get a praise Him. Come on, lift your voice, if you believe God can heal you today. You believe God can make a way where there seems to be no way can sit down, but don't shut down. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to break about a dozen public speaking laws today. You're supposed to have three to five points and crescendos and valleys. And I've got one point and I'm just going to nail it for the next little bit. Uh, so please don't judge me today on how I preach. Wait till we come back through and then you can judge me. But it, I'm just going to brag on Jesus a little bit today. Yes. That's all right. Yes. Amen. We like to measure things. Right. Oh, we do. We've always liked to measure things. Humanity has this drive to measure things. That's why we have rulers. That's why we have yardsticks. I got my yardstick with me today. That's why if you work in an office, you deal with calculators and computers and numbers. If you like to cook, you deal with cups and quarts and ounces and grams. If you buy gas, you go get it by the gallon. The gallon. When we drive, we drive by the, the by the mile. See, everything we do is measured. We've got to have it measured. And we, we not only measure people and places, we, we, we measure everything. I mean, come on. You know what it's like. You know, I, I walked in here today. Your deputation is so interesting because I walk into new faces every single service and the wonderful people that I've never met. And everybody is always so kind to me. But this is what's really taking place. Praise the Lord, but Lewis, man, we're so glad you're here. Glad you're with us. Oh, so you're going to Germany. Wonderful. Great. You have any, do you have any children? Great. Well, great. Well, we're so glad you're with us. We just... Yeah. You might as well go ahead and laugh because you know it's the truth. Takes us, what, about 10 seconds to decide whether we like somebody or not? Come on, come on. You walk up, you meet somebody. Praise the Lord. God bless you. How are you doing? You walk away and go, I don't like <laughs> Because you measured them up and we, come on, this is probably the finest man that ever walked in shoe leather. But you just made up your mind. I just don't like him. Come on. Anybody beside me guilty? Yeah. How you doing? God bless you. You walk away and you go, man, I, I like her. 
Now her picture's probably hanging down at the post office of the FBI most wanted list or something. But, <laughs> but we measured it up and we decided, man, we just like them. You know what? And we, we do this all the time. We measure people, but we measure services. And, and it got quiet that evening. Well. <laughs> we, come on, I've been raised in true church. I don't know anything else. And of course, I was raised when we had Sunday morning, Sunday night, mid, midweek on Wednesday. And, and now, I, this, is, it, this happened to me. Now, God is a miracle worker, is He not? My wife and I were in the mall. We meet a lady from our church in the mall. She's got a friend of hers that has cancer. Now, this is on a Tuesday. And, and she introduces us, and we're talking, and it's so terrible. And my God, what's happening? This is horrible. And the lady says, oh, sis, you need to come to our church on Sunday night. Now, it's Tuesday. We got Wednesday church. And we got Sunday morning church. But God can't do it till Sunday night for whatever reason. And so we, her friend left and finally I said, Sis, what? I don't want to be rude, but what's God on vacation the next two services? Come on, we've we got to start, we've got to stop measuring right. what God's going to. Come on, when's the last time? What can God do? Everything. It, just on Sundays, or can He do it any other day? Every day. Every day. He can do it every day. But we've got to stop measuring. We've got to start believing. When's the last time you showed up? Needing a, have you ever come to a midweek service needing a miracle? Raise your hand if you've ever come to midweek service. When's the last time you got out of the car on midweek going, Wow, yeah, tonight's my night for a miracle? <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> no, here's what happens. You pull up in the car and you're like, mm. Before you ever walk in, you decide what kind of service you're going to have. Should we just stop and pray right now? I'm feeling <laughs> It's going to be about a four and a half incher. <laughs> Come on, we're going to walk in. We're going to shake hands and be friendly. We're going to sing a couple songs, take up an offering, have a few announcements, sing another song, maybe have a special. And then we're going to have a little teaching or preaching. And then we're going to shake hands, be friendly again. Then we're going to go out to eat. Did I forget anything? No. Because that's what happens. But... You know what? Sunday morning was a little bit better, but Sunday night where, where I went to church, it was like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, it's time. We finally believe that you can do it. I just want to tell this church that it's time for us to stop measuring God and start believing that if I need a miracle, today is the day. Because my God can do I want to tell you, He can heal the sick. He can raise the dead. He can still open blind your eyes. He can still unstop deaf ears. My God can do everything. Ekan Alice too. Ekan Alice. What can God do? Everything. Everything. Well, we we measure circumstances. We measure all kinds of stuff. I was preaching a meeting in, in Monheim years ago. And, uh, man, we had a great move of God. And, uh, just it was kind of some kind of a little rally deal. I preached a message titled Now Faith. And uh, I just talked about how we're so quick to believe tomorrow. But we have a hard time believing right now. I just talked about how God wants to work right now. Not, not ten minutes from now, right now. And, man, I just preached and I mean, we had God move people, got the Holy Ghost, we had notable miracles, Pastor. God did great things. 
And uh, man, it was one of those services that was kind of so high that, that you walked out kind of floating a little bit. You know, just kind of that holy aura, man. God worked today, man. And was excited. And, and so at that time, I was about 320 pounds. So I, I, was, I was a big boy. And uh, we, we got in our little minivan and uh, we had several guys from the church that rode with us and we had my two children at the time, Sawyer. My son was probably five, six years old, something like that. He and I would wrestle a lot and fight like fathers and sons often do. And Well, we'd been in the car for a couple of hours and everybody was kind of getting stir crazy. And So we stopped off at one of the gas stations there, the Tonkstedt is right off the Autobahn. It was a big one, had a hotel and had a restaurant and had, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 pumps, just a big old place. We pull off there, and I got out, and you know, I, I still had my dress shoes on and my suit on, and, and had my jacket was off. But I'm standing there, and I got the pump going, and I had my eyes closed, just kind of rocking, thinking about all 320, you know, just, just, <laughs> just standing there thinking about Jesus. And I, I heard a little shuffle, and when I, by the time I got my eyes open, my son was already full blast coming at me and punched me right in the gut. Now I'm relaxed. Boom! Knocked the breath out of him. And I took off running after him. So here's this little cotton top kid racing across the, the parking lot. And here's this big dude running after him. <laughs> Let me tell you something about 320 pounds. She's a little rough to get rolling. <laughs> but once you get her moving, you, you can boogie. You hear what I'm saying? So I had to crank her down in fifth, man. I, I was wide open. I, I was about to snatch his little nappy head up. And he he's what, five, six, he weighs 40 pounds, maybe. Now we're running through the parking lot. It's a sea of asphalt. People all over the place. And Sawyer, my little boy, just disappears between two cars. Well, let me tell you something else about 320 pounds. Once you get it rolling, you, you don't just stop. I'm, I'm feeling a witness. Come on. You, you, don't, you don't just stop. It's like a train. You got to know when you need to be stopped and start backing her down a little bit. So I'm thinking, no, no, no. This kid's not going to get away from me. I will win. And so here I am. I thought I'm going to do this. So I decided I was going to make it. I put my leather bottom dress shoe out. And I was going to make, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm leaning over like this, folks. I'm telling you, it was, it was a beautiful sight. This whole place is a sea of asphalt except one 12-inch tile. Nice and slick and damp. And I stuck my foot right on top of it. Let me tell you something else about 320 pounds. She gets to the ground quick. I mean, I had so I, I was a science project in action. I had I had centrifugal force going, inertia. I had all kinds of stuff going. Well, when you're falling, what do you want to do? You want to stop yourself from falling. So here I am, 320 pounds, and I throw my arm back to try to stop myself. And all of that weight, all of that inertia, all of that that power settled on my right arm, and it went pow. And flipped up on top of itself in a manner that I cannot reproduce for you this evening. <laughs> and 
My arm, it broke so quickly. I literally sounded like a, a, a rifle went off. My face banged onto the ground, so my face is all bloody. I'm, I, I remember waking up with my family and some of the young men, pictures from church around me, and they're like, oh, Pastor, are you okay? I, I didn't know where I was for a few seconds. They got me up, and he's like, baby, what's wrong? I said, I don't know, something. I could feel something was wrong on my face, and I said, my arm, something's wrong with my arm. And I couldn't pick it up, and, and she reached and helped me get my arm up, and it was already turning black. Now, I learned later that what that meant was when I talked to a doctor or nurse rather that had been working at an, an, um, an ER. And he said that uh, sometimes when people break a bone, it cuts into some of the veins and it begins to flood the, the limb with, with blood. And so it starts turning to black. And so here I am, my hands turning black. And I'm like, huh? And they get me to the restroom because I had grit all in my face. I get man, I'm cleaning up my face and, and now it's starting to hurt. And I'm realizing that I'm in bad shape. So I, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. What, what can God do? Everything. Everything. I'm coming out. Now, I just got through preaching about narrow faith. I'm talking about believing God right now. But I'm about to die. I'm going to the car and I've got my arm leaned up against me. And then I can see Tanya, she's my wife. She's at the door and she's like, come on. It's like slow motion. Come on, babe. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm walking towards the, the van. And don't you know one of the young men that, that we had raised up steps in front of me. And he's crying. His name was Thomas. Maybe some of you know Thomas. I don't know. You may know about Thomas. But he got in front of me. He said, Pastor. He's just crying. He said, you just preached about now, faith. And I thought, no, 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 no. I am not in the mood for a miracle right now. You know, here's the funny thing. Some of you are laughing at me, but you desperately need a miracle right now. But somehow you've got your yardstick out just like I did. And you're measuring it all up. And well, today it can't happen. The, the stars aren't aligned just right. Everything's not in perfect order. Listen, you don't have to be in the mood for a miracle. You just need to be around some people who believe God's able to do a miracle. And I've come to tell somebody in Louisville, my God can do everything. You said, I, I am aggravated. But I'm going to be, can I just be honest? I hope I'm not being offensive. Pastor, forgive me if I am. But all I was thinking was, my arm's about to fall off. And you want to pray. I, I need some drugs, okay? I'm, I'm about to die here. I'm just being honest. I, I had my yardstick with me. But I, Pastor, you've been proud of me. I, I didn't. I didn't say any of that stuff. I looked at him. I said, Thomas, you're exactly right. Won't you get everybody together? Let's pray right here, right now. And I'm thinking, hurry up. <laughs> so they get around me right there at pump 19. Now you got to understand something. I taught these guys that if you're going, whatever you do for Jesus, you give him your best. I've taught them, you know, come on, if you're going to clap, beat those bits until they're red. Yeah. 
If you're going to leap for joy, scratch the popcorn off the seat. Come on, if you're going to run, run until you're weary. If you're going to dance, dance with all your might. Because God deserves our very best. Oh, I just feel like I'm with some people right now that believe that. If we're going to praise Him, we need to give Him everything. He deserves everything that we have. So somebody, let's just praise Him because we can right now. So they gather around me and they start praying. The last thing I remember is Brother Thomas saying, God, heal my pastor. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you what, it was rock concert decibels. <laughs> so I got six, eight people around me and they're there, I mean, they're getting after it. Here I am holding my yardstick. there's like 20 people standing off the side going because these boys I'm telling you my wife was there they're, they're getting out of the and it began to build and it began to build and then I found myself repenting saying God I'm sorry I'm just in so much pain I know it's obvious my, I'm, something's wrong with my hand it's, it's black it, I can't it's turned around backwards on top of itself Something's, I'm God, I'm sorry. They just keep praying. I peek again. There's 40 or so people now stacked up. And they're bumping each other, looking, pointing, trying to figure out what these crazy group of people's doing over here by pump 19. And then the Holy Ghost began to move. And I found myself. All of a sudden, it was like I just realized I was doing it. I was going, God, I believe you can do this. God, I believe you're able. I look and now there's, there's 60 or 70 people standing off to the, I'm not joking they're standing over there staring and wondering what in the world's going on I'm going to tell you something you know I, I was not in the mood for a miracle but that's the very reason why you need to come to church every time the doors are open because we're not always in the right mindset but when we can get in the house of God and we can get around some people that begin to worship and we get around somebody who starts to pray all of a sudden we find ourselves oh yeah I believe God can do it Y'all don't even know what a huckabuck is. I promise you got some huckabuckers here tonight. <laughs> this is what, a, what we call a huckabuck from Tennessee. It's like, you know that person that looks like they stuck their finger in the lights like, oh, oh. Uh. Yeah, see, y'all are looking around and people. Want to make the feel, oh, oh, oh. Man, they got to huckabucking and dancing, talking in tongues, and this is exactly what happened. God is my witness. Of no strength of my own. I had my good hand in the air worshiping, speaking in tongues. They're dancing and praising God, huckabucking all around me. And of no strength of my own, my arms hanging around backwards. It began to move on its own. And then I heard an audible pop. And it began to raise on its own. And about right here, I took over. My hand was normal color just like it is right now. God put my arms 
gas station. I want to tell you, if he can do that with 10 people, praising God at a gas station, what can he do here at Crossroads tonight? If somebody would say, my God can do everything. My God's able. My God's a healer. Come on, if you believe God can give you more miracles tonight, clap your hands and begin to praise him. You said, now, don't get your hopes up. I'm not even close to that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And let me tell you, when God healed my heart, we went crazy. I wish I'd have had the, the presence of mind to go get the footage. The CCT. CT. CCTV. Thank you. <laughs> footage. Because I'm telling you, we went crazy. There was at least 100 people standing along the sides staring at us, wondering what was, we didn't care. We got to dancing. We, when we finally got in the car and took off riding down the road, we're booking at 120, 130 mile an hour. Because that's all our minivan would do. <laughs> and it would hit me. And I would just say, oh, he did it. And the whole van would go. I told her, I said, dude, this has got to be awesome. Here we are booking it past somebody 130 mile an hour. A van full of people going, don't you know they said, my God, they got some good stuff over there. And we did have some good stuff. We had the Holy Ghost. We had... Oh, I just feel a healing coming into this place. I feel strength moving into this place. God's going to work here tonight. And I tell the story. God spoke to me. He said, if you'll tell the story, I'll work. And so I've been telling this story, and I'm telling you, I've seen more miracles in the last three or four years of my life than I have in all my life put together. But I tell this story, and Pastor, this is what happens. There's people that believe it, but there's always somebody in the crowd that goes, <laughs> well, that's a cute little missionary story. <laughs> but how did you really know that it was broken? Just because it was black and hanging around backwards. There's always somebody. <laughs> well, why is it that we'll believe the we'll believe the front page of the paper quicker than we'll believe well. God's able to heal somebody's arm? Come on, God can do what? Everything. I, I truly believe we don't see great things because we don't have we don't believe great things. When we begin to believe that God's going to begin to do it, He needs faith. That's what I'm here to preach to you tonight. Well, as we're going home, the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. And he said, I want you to go have an x-ray. And I thought, no, 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 that's that. I'm not doing that. Went a little bit farther. It hit me again. I want you to go have an x-ray. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. And then it, it started aching a little bit. And I was like, okay. I'll go. I told Tanya, I said, maybe you need to take me to the hospital. Why? I said, I just, I just feel like he wants me to have an x-ray. I don't know why. So we, we finally get back to Augsburg. We go into the hospital. I walk in. I tell the doctor, listen, my... She didn't get to check my arm out and have a little trouble with it. And because it was aching, you know, I said, just check it out. Well, they take me in, they flip my arm every which way, checking it out, you know, looking at it and x-raying it. And, and, uh, and we've got some Germans here tonight, so, so you guys will, will appreciate this. Uh, the Germans are typically quite forward. Oh. <laughs> well. 
<laughs> so the doctor comes out to me. Now, for some reason, it was like God took it away from me. I, it was like I couldn't remember. He walked out to me and he said, uh, Mr. Lewis, the reason you have this pain, it's reoccurring pain from the previous break that you had in your elbow. And in fact, it's healed quite nicely. Well, I have never broken a bone in my life. And I, all I could think of was, I've never broken a bone. And I said, sir, I've, I've, I've never broken a bone in my life. And he goes, <clears throat> Mr. Lewis, the reason you're having this pain, this recurring pain from the previous break that you had in your elbow, in fact, it's healed quite nicely. Well, my wife says I have a problem. At that time, I didn't speak very good German at all. My wife says, I have a problem. And that is, if you don't speak my language, I have this idea. That if I speak louder and slower, you're going to get it. So I'm like, sir, you can incorporate a little sign language. I have never broken a bone in my body. I'm not lying. My wife is my witness. His face turned red. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mad as a horn. My wife is my witness. He grabs my arm and starts walking down the hall. Like and he's mumbling in German. I don't know what he said and I don't want to know what he said. But he's mad. He wheels me into a room and there's x-rays up on the light, uh, on the big backlit bill. He goes, right there. Your arm was completely broken in two and it's healed back perfectly. And that's when I realized God wanted me to look at those x-rays so I could tell you it was absolutely broken. And God put it back together. I'm trying to tell you God can take care of your situation. God can put it back together. God can heal your finances. God can heal your marriage. God Fun here. We're gonna make the devil mad. I need some help. Would you help me? If they need a miracle, give me one of those. If you need a miracle, if you need a miracle, lift your hands. If you need a miracle, we're gonna bring you your very own tape measure. And you can sit down for just another minute. I want you to get that measure tape. You can go ahead and open it up if you need to. Come on, if you need a miracle, raise your hand because we're, we're about to do something here. Hallelujah. Come on, what can God do? Everything. Everything, everything. I wish she could be here tonight. But my little grandbaby, precious little grandbaby, Olivia, she's four, four and a half now. And she was born very, very sick, had several major surgeries just in the, her short life. Uh, four major surgeries now. He's a baby. Four or five, and anyway, just constantly in the hospital, and she had scoliosis. Her little back was twisted so badly, so terribly, and uh, it was it was just horrible. What how bad it was, and and we were in the middle of our service at our home missions church, and we had a special speaker. He came in, was praying for people, laying hands on people, and they brought up Olivia, my daughter, did, and and, and they laid hands on her, and she was probably. 18 months, two years old, and small enough to still hold, and, and they were holding her in her pretty little, you know, Sunday dress, and and then Robin, my daughter, handed it over, the baby over to her husband, and my son-in-law, Barrick, is holding the baby, and and, uh, and I, we go down the line, I'm with the evangelists, we go down and start praying with other people, and all of a sudden, I hear this blood-curdling scream. I'm talking about, ah, it was a man, and I was like, who is that screaming? 
screaming. It was so loud. And I look over and I see my son-in-law hand the baby off to, to somebody else. And he's just going, ah! And I'm like, my Lord, he's, he is fired up. Then he starts to fall. I mean, just ah! falls. Doesn't even put his arms back. Boom, bounces off the ground. Ah! Then he runs out of breath and his mouth is still open. Nothing's coming out. And I'm like, my Lord, he's getting a blessing. I just kept on praying with people. I peeked back over. He's laying on the ground screaming. Finally, he gets up. He runs over to Robin. And they grab Olivia. And they start taking her dress off. I'm like, what in the world are these kids doing? They come running up there. And he said, I want you to know. He said, I was sitting there holding the baby. Saying, God, I believe you're a miracle worker. And he said, as I'm holding her, he said, I thought you came. He said, I, I felt something start moving under her dress. He said, I thought you'd slipped your hand under mine. And it started moving. Then it almost got violent, he said. And I finally opened my eyes to see nobody was standing there. But God, under daddy's hand, was straightening that baby's scoliosis out. God, oh, God touched her right there in that altar. They, they ripped her dress off. And that little baby's spine was straight. I'm trying to tell you, God can do If you I want you to understand nothing can stop him. God can heal you. God can save you. God can minister in your life. Here's what we're going to do. And just not right now, I want you to be thinking about it, but in a minute, when I call for you, we're going to slam this altar in just a minute. In a minute, I want you to come. I want you to bring your measure tape. You've been praying, praying for a financial miracle. Would you bring your measure tape? Throw it down. Not yet. In a minute. And I want you to begin to praise God. As though your bills were paid, you had money in the bank. Oh, now, now wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Missionary, you don't know how bad it is. You, you don't know what I've been going through. You don't know. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Because God can do everything. Right, right. You've been praying for a healing in your body. When I call for you, I want you to come down. I want you to get rid of your measure tape. And I want you to begin to praise God as though you got the report from the doctor that said, We don't understand it, but it's you don't have that problem anymore. That diabetes is gone. Oh, you feel that? Now listen, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I'm on medication, been on medication. I've had this diabetes for years. Listen, I've come to tell somebody God can do everything. Yes. Amen. Yes. I've seen it heal people of diabetes. I've seen it happen. Cancers, cast out, gone. God can do this. Right, right. If you've been praying for a lost loved one, I want you to come down. Throw that measure and take down. And I want you to start dancing and praising God. Like you were holding their hand and they were praying through right now. Yeah. Get ready, get ready. Just a minute. Here we go. Are you ready? Here, uh, wait. I tell you what, we're going to take it a step further. I don't want you just to come down here and get rid of it. I want you to come down here and tear it up. And we're going to begin to praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Come on, who's going to be first? Come on, somebody ought to be running down here. Come on, come on, tear it up. Start praising. Come on. How are you going to act when God does it? Come on, there you go. Come on, God can do everything. 